welcome back, listeners, to the latest episode of Lost Lieutenant. Uh, you might not recognize my voice if you, because I've been off for a little while, but uh, this is Nick, and I'm here with Kevin and John. And we're, uh, we're recording down at John's house today. Uh, it's a, a beautiful, cloudy, 45-degree day in Melbourne. Um, and we're going to have a bit of a chat about everybody's favorite game, Infinity. So Yay. it's uh, it's good to be back, guys. Uh, in the time, uh, I've, I've got a little eight-week-old baby at home at the moment, uh, and she's doing great. Uh, but Congratulations. I mean, you. we've already done that. Indeed, yes. No, in person. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I haven't had much time to play many games. I had, I've had one game since Maddie's come along, and that was against you, Kev. That's right, yeah. Um, and I uh, took tack. Tack. Onto, onto the field for the first time and uh, I was, you were playing uh, Shaz Vasti I was, yes um, and I bamboozled you with uh, with a mine layer not a mine layer mine sweeper oh you bastard yeah, yeah. that's not something <laughs> I've ever had done to me before but it will not be something I'll forget in a hurry yeah so that was my first uh, my first game with the Tartary Army Corps and uh, I had a good fun game and uh, I won as fun. well you did so you, you can retire you undefeated. Exactly, with that's right. Yeah, because you know you're betraying, betraying the uh, the state empire after all. Yeah. Oh. Just, just yeah. Don't underestimate tractor mules, kids. Uh, don't put a mine down in line of fire of one of those bastards. Cause yeah. So w- uh, <laughs> I, I guess we can exp- we can explain to the listeners how how you were so bamboozled by that. Um, uh, yeah. Kev, you'd placed your. Uh, Speculo killer mine layer yeah. inside a inside a room, mm. and there was a, a it put the mine just outside the room, but the mine could see practically my whole link team. Yeah, but it was on it was in an elevated spot like at the top of a staircase. I walked, uh, I, I discovered the mine with with someone might mm-hmm. have been Ermandino, and then uh, the minesweeper, so the tractor mule which has minesweeper, poked his head around the corner, mine swept the uh, the mine which meant that it was mine now. Yeah. And so you'd then effectively trapped yourself... I trapped my own speculator in the mine, in, inside the room. Because with, it its own, with its own mind. With its own mind, yeah. yeah. Look, look at me. I yeah. am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an alpha, an alpha play <laughs> if, ever, if ever I've seen one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah but um, tonight, t- tonight, today, or tonight, we're, whenever you're listening, it could be either, I suppose, we're going to do a bit of a recap on 2019. As a year as a whole, what we've liked, what we didn't like, bit of a, a naughty and nice list from uh, as it is still sort of Christmas time. I guess it's after Christmas, so yeah. you can't really say it's Christmas time anymore. No, um, it's still it's still Christmas. It's not New I mean, Year yet. Yeah, so. there's the hot cross buns are in coals now. I believe they were they so. called them when they had them out the other day. They called them Boxing Day buns, and I wanted are you to shoot myself. Serious? Oh, well, I mean, I'm still in the festive spirit. You know, you mean I you're s- still drunk? I still feel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I still feel a little bit plump, uh, so I think that's that's uh, enough to say that we're still feeling f- festive and Merry Christmas to everybody out there. I uh, hope you all Happy had a good one. Whatever you celebrate, or yes, that too. Feliz Navidad, F- festive season. Happy Kwan's Hanamus. Yeah, I actually was I was, I was out uh, this morning getting some milk from the cafe, and uh, there was like a sign on the thing saying like Merry whatever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> fair. Merry, whatever. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, yeah, but uh, what about you guys? You play many games lately? I've had um, a couple of games. I've been back to House of War on Thursday nights. I've missed for a while because I've been having with new new job, new job in so much as I'm now working for myself on contract. So I'm kind of picking and choosing what I do. But uh, I've not been able to get to Thursday nights 
quite so often, but um, I've made the last couple. Uh, had a couple of games, one against uh, Alex and one against Russell the last two weeks, and my dice have absolutely hated me. Oh, no. But yeah, that's what, okay. um, what are you playing these days? Uh, Toha currently. So right. I'm, I'm still wondering what I'm going to take to Kanko. I'm still tossing up whether I take regular Toha or if I do some spiral shenanigans. Uh, if I'm if I'm going to do Spiral, I probably need to decide soon, and so I can actually at least you know have a game before I get to CanCon. But uh, yeah, I'm only going. I'm going to have fun as with anything. Uh, so if I don't win, that's fine. I'm never going to uh, win the tournament with all the the. Uh, the no, that attitude you want. Come on. <laughs> but yes, it should be good. But yes, it's been been some good games. Um, how about you, Kev? I have had a couple of games as well. I think at House of War, I can't remember who against or what we were doing, but uh, the most recent and most memorable games have been uh, um, at uh, Ryan's house, um, where I came around to his house a couple, was it just before, just after basically the day after we all broke up for um, for work on That's the Saturday? Right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I actually was in the city, um, so I called in to see him just say hi. Oh, he um, did, that okay. And when he was organising with you to play, so... <laughs> That's right, yeah, he posted up on the group chat, and I was ha- I happened to be in the city already. Uh, what were you doing in the city, Kev? I may have been kicking off the festive season with a few drinks uh, at, a, at a pub uh, with some friends. A friend of mine had flown in from the UK, so he was... Uh, I was coming to see him, and Ryan was like, hey, you know, I'm on a game. I was like, I'm like 10-minute walk away from your house, mate. No worries. So after a few beverages, I went round and borrowed his minis, and we, like... Thankful, like you. First of all, thanks to Ryan for letting me into his house when I was when I was drunk, and also letting me touch his minis when I was drunk. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think I managed to not knock too many of them over, or at least the ones which were I did knock over were not painted. So, um, thanks so much for that. We had a couple of good games. Um, I borrowed his Rama and tried Rama out. Uh, tried a limited insertion. Have you played Rama with Rami yourself? No. Nah. Before then? No. Nah, uh, oh, had I? Yeah. Well, once, once I think I played. Might have been Ryan, actually. Uh, but I was trying limited insertion Rama uh, with a Hortlack Janissary core, and that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, they're really good in countermeasures, FYI, because they have all the rules. They're like heavy infantry, veterans with MSV. Oh, oh yeah. nice. And you can, you, know, you can put a doctor in there. Oh, sorry, yeah, not a Janissary, like a regular Janissary doctor. And you can put like Wild Bell in there, who's also a veteran. You know, she so can re- and you can put Layla Sharif in there, who's also a veteran and a oh, hacker. Layla's so like kind of one yeah. of the best people to and she's do got missions. Yeah, like, so yeah, like that general. core is a really great like I can do all the missions kind of thing. So that was cool. Uh, that was a good game. And then we played another game, and I tried my Star out borrowing his uh, minis, and that was good. Uh, that was a very fun game as well. My hard case did a lot of work. Um, reminding me why I'm, how much I love hard cases for twelve points. Just roll that inferior infiltration roll to get them to the to the outside the <laughs> opponent's deployment zone and uh, use that light shotgun to good effect. And he was running uh, QK, so he's um, he's he's been running Rama for a while, and then he decided he wanted to move into something more fun. Uh, well, not that Rama's not fun, but I think um, QK sort of has a lot. Uh, it's quite different from Rama, so he was running that, and uh, we had a yeah we had a couple of good games, knock back a few beers. Tell you what, it's the drunkest I've been playing Infinity. And I would like to do that again, actually. I'm sure we can, <laughs> sure we can make that happen, Kev. Like, usually, you know, like, most of the time you're playing, if you're at a tournament, we might have a couple of beers while you're playing. 
uh, and it you know kind of loosens you up a little bit. Well, I mean, House of Law does have a liquor license. It does, yeah. The problem is it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, so you have to be driving. Most yeah. of us are driving, yeah. So it does make it difficult to have more than just a couple. Uh, but I, I, I basically got a friend li- you know, to lift me to his house and then got an Uber home at like, I think it was midnight, mm-hmm. one in the morning maybe after the second game. Uh, I was feeling quite flush. Uh, I'm quite happy with myself because I think I actually won both games. Don't ask me how. I think it was because we were both quite drunk and making like mistakes and just going, ah, yeah, this guy's just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna run this guy up in your into your TR bot and, uh, you know, just roll the dice. Like that, you know, not something you'd normally do. But he's like, ah, whatever, no cover, whatever. Just gonna throw roll five dice at you. And then, oh, I win. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know, whereas like normal circumstances, you'd be like, now nah, if that, I'm gonna go around the way. I guess that means we should we should all take more risky maneuvers. Uh, you know what? I think <laughs> a yeah. bit more often. Maybe I'll have to like re- recap it with Ryan because I don't really remember ha- what exactly happened, but it was a very fun few hours. So thanks, thanks Ryan for letting me around your house. Hopefully we can do that again. Cool. Mm. So that, yeah, that's it. Um, Anything else happening? We got any tournaments coming up? I mean, there's nothing really local that's happening except for, um, I mean, the only thing that's around the corner is CanCon. We've got a uh, uh, one event before CanCon out That's in the western right. suburbs. Um, I think Ben, one of our uh, reasonably new players, um, he's running a tournament out in Werribee, um, which is out over in the western suburbs. So pretty much as far away from me as it is possible to be. So I'm out in the southeast of Melbourne, um, and so that's kind of up out in the, the western suburbs over the Westgate Bridge, which is, if anybody knows Melbourne, knows that the Westgate Bridge can be absolutely horrendous. It's called especially the at, uh, <laughs> Especially at this time of year. When they're doing roadworks on it, apparently I was looking on, on the news last night that three of the five lanes are currently closed, um, and so the Westgate is now a, uh, a also commonly a car park. Yeah, that's that's, hor- that's horrendous. Yeah, Western Carnage is happening on the twelfth of January at Guff Werribee. So yeah, Ben, like you say, is uh, he's rel- he's relatively new to the well, he's been playing for a while, but I think he's relatively new to like kind of the Melbourne Infinity scene, or at least the eastern side of us. Uh, he comes out to uh, House of War fairly uh, often, actually. I think he was out at the last tournament we had, so uh, he's decided to, to run an event out there as a CanCon prep. So, um, yeah, I think I'll be going along to that uh, to show some support. Well, I'm hopefully hoping get to some, get there too. Hopefully get some more uh, players playing over that side as well. Uh, and also having another hobby store that um, supports Infinity is also good. So that'll be, yeah, that's the yeah 12th of January. Definitely. <coughs> All right, well, do we want to get into a bit of a, a recap of the year then? It's been a real buster of, the year, of a year this year. Loads of releases, loads of bunch of new sectorials and um, some really gorgeous models as well. So, Absolutely. Um, we kicked it off in January. We had the uh, finally got some models for the um, uh, the Invincible Army, the Yujing, that heavy infantry sectorial that everyone's been waiting for a long, a li- for a little while because the, the rules for them came out yeah, I, me- I remember talking about you with you on on the podcast, like when they just dropped and yeah. we're like reviewing them, but we didn't have any of the models. So yeah, it must have been like November, October, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so they've they sort of they dropped down with the models then in um, January, and we've seen a few people sort of take take them up, and and even a few people sort of take some tournaments with them. Mm-hmm. Not they haven't sort of they didn't blow up as sort of a really super popular sectorial uh, or or one that was dominating anything, but. Um, but you see it's taken sort of up until this point for people to really get their head around 
I guess, how you can make it work with, with, with not necessarily just focusing on limited insertion, mm. but the lists that we're seeing dominate are the ones that are, have the uh, two groups, the second group with maybe four models in it, but still managing to get up to that 17 or 18 orders with uh, the NCO and, and Lieutenant Level 2 and, and yeah. those other rules that they get that are given. Those that was like one of the first sort of times we, we saw that used. Like, like Varuna had <coughs> NCO, but we didn't have like NCO, Lieutenant Level 2, like TAC awareness all in the same um, kind of list. So I think that, yeah, that was definitely an interesting take. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's, it's a cool looking army, but like you say, it's not been dominating because it's not like, as like you say, there's a little bit more to kind of get to grips, uh, get to grips with. Yeah, and there's uh, definitely a lot more playability in there than I think a lot of people looked at initially. I think it's a bit more nuanced than it, as you say, than it first looks. Because mm. you, th- you look at it, you think, oh, big heavy infantry, so it's a big stompy shooty army. But that's not actually necessarily always the case. Um, so yeah. So uh, the the fun thing, of course, was that uh, Pete, one of our our local people, he um he took them to Cancon, having gone to Cancon and oh, yeah. bought them at the event, and then gone back to his uh, his Airbnb or his hotel room. And put them together them. and airbr- did a quick airbrush on them that night and then took them to the tournament the next day, which was, yeah, the man's insane. Yeah, I remember that. That was fun. But um, the, I mean, the armies, like, we're going to get into the models, but I think that as one of my picks for the year has been one of probably the one army that's come out with the most beautiful looking or the, the most impressive looking miniatures. Um, heavy infantry has always been like, really iconic looking and I think when I first started playing this game I wanted to jump into Yujing because the heavy imagery looks so damn awesome um, so I think yeah the releases have been really cool this year yeah um, another big release was not only a new Sectora but a brand new faction entirely we got 012 this year we did yeah which is something that people have been calling for I mean, I'm not. I haven't been around in Infinity long enough to hear these calls, but apparently, people have been calling for an O12 faction for ages. Yeah, this was news to me as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm absolutely the same. You know, I started back at the end of N2 on and off, but I, I honestly, other than the fluff that you get in the books, I didn't really sort of think of them as a, as a really playable faction. You know, a faction that was going to become playable. Yeah, mm-hmm. so well, I was surprised. That something, it was that, something that really surprised me about it um, was more that. Not that it's just a playable faction, but that it is in a, a, a whole faction. It's not just a sectorial. I was expecting oh, O12 yeah. to come out as I an NA2 army. Yeah, I think I thought the same thing as well, yeah. Be- because I, I just didn't think it was going to be robust enough to have its own faction. We've got so many factions already. Was there really that space for another faction? But I guess CB disagreed with my thoughts. Yep. Not that I have input, <laughs> input at all. Um, and uh, yeah, brought them out as their own sectorial. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've they've not kind se- of sorry, their own faction, not sectorial. They've kind yeah. of almost made room, because while they haven't certainly got rid of them out of the game, they've pretty much stopped making sort of eighty percent of the Toha miniatures. So, you know, even though this was flagged as the year of Toha, it kind of turned out not to be. That's just a cruel joke. It is, it? isn't it? It's, it's Carlos playing tricks on us again. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they did they not change that and t- t- turned it to the year of the alien to make it like look less of <laughs> Yeah, no, so that, yeah, yeah. But in, in the original <laughs> in the original videos at the start of the year they'd said that this year is going to be the year of the Toha, but then in that recent blog release yeah. they said this was the year of the alien. Yeah. You're like, ooh, <laughs> retcon. <laughs> <laughs> so poor, poor poor Toha. Yeah. 
but um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, O twelve. Actually, I forgot about that. that we all thought we were, it was going to be a sectorial, mm. and it does sort of look like a sectorial when you look at it because it's it's a smaller roster. But I think um, I know a couple of players have gotten new into the game this year, um, and I think O twelve is actually one of the best pickup factions you can start with because their the roster isn't huge. Um, they all play very uh, quite straightforward, but they seem to have a lot of the you know they do have a lot of uh, uh, rules and what's what's what I'm thinking of like they've, 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 there's enough there to to keep a player interested without confusing them with a lot of like you know link teams and, and wild cards and and uh, nuanced like uh, rules and uh, equipment embedded rules and things like that yeah see see. I mean, I agree that they are a good faction for a starting new player. Mm-hmm. The issue that I would take with going down that route is that, sure, the roster is quite small, but the model range that's available right now is even smaller. That's a good point, yes. So anyone who actually wants to get in and start to play O12, mm. there's really not that much that they can jump on. I mean, we've, we've had the, um, the Wildfire and now Beyond yep. Wildfire yep. is released as well. But and I guess you've got the Takinis and there's the Divas that are already out. And there are and some things you can proxy. There's, the, um, there's been the, the Team Sirius is the only other release that's been... Oh, the Advanced been Pack, out. yeah. No, because yeah. no, actually that's now... Oh, the, yeah. That so was no, a December release. That's so correct, yeah. That was, uh, but no, you're right. It, it was, I think that was... I don't know if that's... I get into like what we liked and what we didn't like about the year, but yeah, I think CB may have like missed a trick there by being like, oh, we're just going to release Wildfire and Beyond Royal Wildfire. Anything else you want, you have to wait. Because I know people have been like going, oh, is this, is this it? Is this all we can get for uh, 012? I have, to buy, yes. I have to buy like a $150 box set. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you can split it, but it's not like you can just walk in and buy a blister off the, off the shelf. I mean, you're saying that a lot of people have been after just the Shazvasti side because yeah. the Shazvasti reboot with their new models now as well, they're a very popular faction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. And also the models have been superb. And the rules have been superb. Like the way that they've redesigned them to be not shit and the... <laughs> to be not shit. The, the models are just amazing as well. Like some people, like I still like the old ones, but like the new design, I think is just super sinister and I love it. Uh, don't care. Uh, calling of seed soldiers back in the day, that was a, that, that was an interesting thing bloop. to do. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, exactly. Um, now, I think the Shaz Vasti release has been, uh, it's been really, really popular, like you say. So I mean, what else have we had this year? We've had the um, the Spiral Core. Uh, that was the new new NA two. Oh yeah, that came up. Actually, it came up. That came up before Wildfire. It did. Yeah, yeah that was. I forgot about that. I just forgot about Toha already. <laughs> it's fine, Kev. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. you know, there's some. That was um, with the Daedalus Falls release, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Was that the last book that came out this year? Because we had like a bunch of books last year. We had year two books last year. We had the. Um, uh, the third uprising, offense. uprising of the third offensive. Yeah, and then this year we had Daedalus Falls, which is kind of the third in the the kind of the, the trilogy like of fluff books. It was, it was three, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I thought there was a fourth one. Was there a fourth one? No, Daedalus, no. Daedalus Fall. Yeah, um, was the most recent one. Yeah, okay. and um, yeah, that's like what Daedalus came out with. Fall. Yeah, Daedalus, Daedalus Fall, Daedalus Fall, Daedalus, 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 comma Fall. Daedalus Falls, if the S was on the end of yeah. the world falls, uh-huh. everyone would have a much easier time. Yep. <laughs> it would. But I yeah. find it I always I find it really interesting that it's the highlight of the year. Know, a, a Spanish a company that you know, Spanish is their native language would choose to call it something that makes in, even English speakers uh, native English speakers fall over the way that you're supposed to say it. 
Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I don't know. CB like to troll. They like to um, do funny things like that. So part of me thinks, ah, they did that. They did that on purpose. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a decent addition to the fluff of the game. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that everybody cries out for is a bit more fluff, I think. Yeah. I love, I'm a big lore nerd in general, no matter what game I'm playing. You know, I'm, I'm an old World of Warcraft player and I love all the lore for World of Warcraft. Yeah, I, I love kind of reading about the... Uh, the, the, in the universe and you know everything that that comes with it yeah. so i'm i'm a sucker for these kind of books I'd, I'd buy those over rules books for sure although in and to counter that like i'll admit that that dealless fall book has sat on my shelf and basically not been read um because large well partly because you know i'm busy but also because it's not been it wasn't i don't think it was well written I think it, it read like a textbook and it bored the shit out of me. Like, I like the pictures. I like looking at the maps. I like looking at some of the stuff, but you're trying to read it and you just don't, I don't know. I never got into the way it was written. Like the Uprising book was the first one that came out and I thought that was okay, but it was starting, it was like kind of like, ugh. Like I can read little bits, but I can't read it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I got the Third Offensive and I got the Daedalus Falls book and I read, of the Third Offensive, I read it probably, I'd say a third of it, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. reading more about because it had big chunks of it are about the different sectorials that were based around the book yeah and uh, so reading the fluff about the ones that i was interested in that's what i did and i did the same thing with daedalus falls i think i said it wrong daedalus fall but just um, go with it next just go to it yeah it's fine um yeah but yeah i I totally agree that Mm. i mean i i enjoy the style that it's written as it's like they're excerpts from textbooks or news articles Mm. or, or or military dossiers or briefs or things like that I, I enjoy that aspect of it, but would it be easier to read if it was more of a, a flowing fiction piece? Yeah, like not even flowing fiction, some of it. Like the way that they wrote uh, Human Sphere, uh, I could read a lot of that, but they sort of changed the writing, the way it was written for these books, and it didn't sit as well with me. Like like you say, like I would look through the bits I want to read for and read that but sometimes it's hard to find even in that like I'll be looking for like interesting tidbits and it's difficult to um, difficult to do yeah I mean I don't disagree but um, I think the more that they put out the better to be honest yeah no I I I can't I don't disagree with that Um, it's great having more fluff but Honestly, I think the best thing that's happened to the the fluff for to, to sort of sort of expand on the on the universe has been what uh, White Noise does with their with their narrative stories oh, yeah. at the, the start of each episode. I love those. Yeah, um, and I've been a big fan of them as well. Um, and I haven't written anything for them in a little while, and I want to get around back around to doing that. Um, but yeah, no, for for sure, I've, I've been enjoying listening to them. Um, and more, 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 more stories like that in in books would be great too. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's kind of, um, kind of preempting what we were going to say a little bit, but um, the uh, the blog post that came out last just a few days ago uh, said they were going to do a new a new manga this year. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. So yeah. That's gonna we want to talk about that blog post then, because um, we, we. Yeah, we, yeah, we might as well. Yeah, we were going to talk mean, about it at the start, but we forgot. We were going to do like a naughty and nice list, but we're kind of already going through some of that. So yeah. Well, why don't we talk? We'll talk about the um, the blog post. And yep. then We can go into our. Uh, highs and lows and naughty and nice of the year. So, Yay. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Maya cast. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, mm. Covers Belly had a, a post that they put up just last week, I think it was, or even earlier this week, as their sort of summary. It came out on the 28th, it says here. So, yeah, two days ago, um, as a bit of a summary of the year from their perspective. Um, highs from their point of view were things like Infinity Defiance, 
personally, I think that's a great high as well. They managed to raise over a million euros, which for any small company to be able to do uh, with, with minimal sort of backlash or, or expense is great. Um, yep. It means that they're, they're, they can then invest that money back into the game and not only... I mean, there, there's a margin in there uh, that's sure they need to spend that money to, to make Defiance itself, but there's still a chunk of that that's going to stick with CB, which means it's going to go back into producing more and more models for, for more ranges beyond just the game itself. And, you know, Kickstarter will be happy because they'll be getting about 90, get, 90 grand of that that's money. That's right. Kickstarter yeah. takes their pound of flesh, yep. but, um, you know, everybody gets kickbacks. Yeah. Um, that's how these things work. And there's like, there's downsides to it, but I mean, uh, if you want to hear more about that, listen to our episode on Defiance. That's uh, right, which I wasn't here for, but I really wish that I was. <laughs> I, me I, too. I have some some strong uh, opinions that are somewhat opposing to Julian's. Um, I mean, the thing is, he's not here, so you can actually voice some of that in a minute. Oh, without, uh, without, without being interrupted. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, no, we don't need to go into it, but but I think he, he at the end of the day, Julian takes issue with Kickstarter itself as an organization yeah. more than the uh the, the 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 rather than crowdfunding as a as a concept so um at the end of the day we agreed on a lot of things yeah i think so i think i think the one the takeaway from that that he said that i guess i hadn't really thought about before was like this is the reason this might be the reason why we've you know lost some sqs recently you know toha pano uh, uh Slam. Uh, is to make room for defiance and i personally disagree with that you disagree with that i yeah. think i think defiance is kind of a side project i don't think it's taking away from any infinity development i'm pretty sure that the people that are working on defiance are in essence pretty separate to the people that have been working on infinity it's, it's the aristea team yeah who's so, done defiance so i but it's not but as opposed to aristea where the models are being produced in Japan, in china they are being these ones are for defiance are being produced in house, so clearly it's still in the same production facility. Oh yes, but I don't. I again, without yeah. wanting to go too far into this, yeah, yeah. I I don't think that that's going to impact too much on the capacity for producing Infinity Minis. Mm. I think it will. It will sort of they'll they'll have a period of time where they're producing stuff for defiance because now they know exactly how many they need to produce plus an overage for. Yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure how they're going to end up. I think they're not going to go into retail so much, but. Um, you know, an overage in case of, of loss and, you know, any kind of failure, failure castings and things, and things like, that. like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so they'll know exactly how many they need to produce, so they'll know how much time they need to do that. And then they can just get straight back into making Infinity Minis. And I'm, again, we're not part of CB's yeah. business no, process. Yeah. They've obviously I mean, got a, that, yeah. a timeline of what they're producing and they know exactly kind of what, what they need to produce and when for their releases going forward. And I'm sure they've got a plan three six months in advance mm. the fact that it's not going to retail in my opinion puts this as more of a, as a fundraising push from cb to put some money in the bank for them so, yeah so that they can then build on n4 and the and the releases that they want to they want to ha have tied in with that because mm. if if it was going to retail release then it is something they need to continually reproduce when when the demand is there but the fact that this is just a, effectively a single run uh, and then you'll never be able to buy it ever again means that they've raised this money because they needed a bit more money. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know that 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 was a, that was a point that came across, and that made that made sense to me a lot. I think the the one the the thing that I think a lot of people would agree on is we're all happy for defiance, we're all happy for CB to do this Kickstarter, um, providing it doesn't obviously take away from N four because I think that's what ninety nine percent of uh, Infinity players are focusing on is is that. Yeah. So and they talk about N four in this uh, in the in this blog in their blog post as yeah. well. Um, not too much, just saying that, just reminding us that N4 is on it the is way. It is coming. Um, and that, uh, that Code 1 will be released before N4. And then tied in with that, we're getting a, which is new information in this, is that we've got a new two-player starter pack on the way, which is going to be uh, Yu Jing and Pan Oceania. Yes, I mean... The, the, uh, the ultimate uh, foes. That, the Orcs v. Space Marines. That's of, right. Of <laughs> yeah, Infinity. Yeah, <laughs> but which one's which? Oh, yeah, we, right. we know which one's which. We know which one's <laughs> well, it depends who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's 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 pretty interesting. Um, does this mean we're going to see new sectorials? For those Almost two certainly, factions? I think. Almost certainly. Yeah, I mean, okay. We, mm-hmm. can t- we could probably surmise that um, in the human sphere, the planet of... Svalheimer, is that what they call it? Yes, um, yep, the ice, icy yeah, world. I'm glad you said it. Yes, yeah. Sval, Svalheimer. For, Easier for you for, to say, Nick. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, like, I, no, I, I would have butchered it. Yeah. Well, that's what that. the Pan-Oceanians call it. I'm not going to say what the Eugene uh, call it because I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, also, I just don't know the name off the top of my head. Um, but uh, So that could mean that we could see Svalheimer as a sectorial for... Uh, for Pan Oceania. Well, I mean, that's long been rumoured, especially with the fact that last season, certainly, we had the Svalheimer closed battle oh, list. Oh, the closed battle list. That's right. Yep. As a bit of a teaser to see what that could be like. Um, but then in saying that, we had the... Um, when the, they brought out the Imperial Service closed battle lists, uh, and then shortly after, I mean, a, a, probably a year later, we got the Invincible Army. Invincible Army, yeah. Um, and everyone was like, oh, this is what the Invincible Army is going to look like. No, that's not really what it looked like. But it was like, kind of mm. close, you know, mm-hmm. getting towards that in, in that direction. And they were all limited insertion lists, to be, if I remember actually. They so, were, yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe it does have. It is somewhat analogous. Um, but yeah, then from the Yujing side, we could see the White Banner, which is the where things like the Gui Lang and the Dao Fei sit, uh, and Tiger Soldiers as well, and I think Shaolin Monks. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Zencha has been. Did you say, did you say Zencha? Well, Zencha is in the is part of the Invincible Army. Yeah. But I think John, I think you might have said that it's got the S- same same banner as the Guilang, or the very sim- similar. The looking symbol is very symbol, similar yeah. to the Guilang symbol. Yeah. But in saying that, that could just be the symbol that they use for their sort of infiltrating uh, reconnaissance. That's units. right. Because doesn't the Dao also have that blue, right, blue, yeah, red, and does. white yeah. looking thing? Yeah. You know, I don't know much about White Banner. It sounds cool. I, I don't know much about it either, but of course we did get the... Um, the mercenary. The, yeah, the leader leader of the White Banner. John, no, John so, Hall, okay, John so that's different. So you've got the White Company. White Company, Is yeah. a mercenary that's faction, right. yes. which is run by John Hawkwood. Um, is that his name? Yep. I, I was going to say John... I said John Wick first, but I realised <laughs> it's not John, <laughs> yeah. John Hawkwood. Not Keanu Reeves. I mean, I would, I would like him to come out looking like John, uh, like John Wick, like Keanu Reeves. That'd be cool. Um... So he has the White Company, which is a, a well-known mercenary faction. Yeah. The White Banner is... Uh, I mean, it's. I'm not even sure if it's an official flush, fluff name mm. for the using forces that are on that snow planet. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you reckon that maybe it's going to be like... Uh, what was the other one? Um, Vedic. 
you know, we're all going to be we're all we're all going to be calling it Vedic until then. CB tell us to call start calling it OSSSSS. That's right. O O quadruple S. Yeah. So O with O sec triple S. Operation subsection of this special situations. Yeah. Service sector system. So yeah, maybe that's we'll call it that until it's called something different, perhaps. Which which kind of sounds I don't know like that sounds like that might be what they would do because it doesn't sound like it fits in with Eugene but uh, mm. then again I don't read that much I haven't read that much into Eugene backstory so I could be completely wrong with that. I mean there, we could be completely wrong of course you know um, Pano have had a new sectorial recently as have Eugene although you know Eugene are kind of a bit behind on the the sectorial stakes to yeah, a lot Pano of Pano have too much take something away from them you know, uh, but um, you know Pano have had Varuna recently yeah. so we could be very wrong and it could just be two vanilla two new vanilla starters like uh, Red Veil, for instance, which was vanilla hack and vanilla Yuching. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the hack is now what you need if you want to play Rama. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. And that was like a kind of uh, a telltale. Like you saw the stuff come out and you're like, oh, well, that looks like Rama stuff. So yeah, it, you could be right. And when, when's that due for release? Is that Adepticon or Gen Con? Don't know. That'll be Adepticon. So you're not they Adepticon, haven't said, but um, I think in uh, all previous... Their battle pack releases have been Gen Con releases. Oh, Gen Con, so yeah, because that's... It would yeah. not surprise me if it was a Gen Con release to tie in with the release of N4, which I'm pretty sure they've said will be released at Gen Con. Yep. Yeah, and because... Like, we, we, we still don't have very much information about what Code 1 is, what N4 is going to be. No. But from what we can surmise, the like, if you look at what comes in Red Veil, what comes in all the other... Cold Front. Cold Front and... and Ice Storm and all Ice that. Storm, that's what yeah. I was trying to yeah. say. Yeah, all these the, they had, I, and they they did it. I think they did it with Ice Storm as well when N three came out. Ice Storm came out before N three as, mm. as, as a as a as a full game, and it had its limited rule set in there, uh, so that people could get used to playing it that way before playing with all the full rules. Right. Okay. So. Yep. That makes sense. From what I from what I think, what Code One is versus what N Four is, Code One is just going to be what the little pack in the two player box is, just the the little pamphlet of rules that really slims things down, doesn't have anything too complicated in there, and 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 sort of just eases people into whatever changes they're making. But it's going to be a separate uh, armor builder, and it's going to be a separate rule set so like the battle pack will still have the code one rules for it but it'll obviously expand into n4 hmm. but then yeah. there's not going to be any uh competitive aspect no or, sorry no, organized that's, play that's been that's been confirmed well that's been confirmed by igw but yeah it's which is almost a which is almost yeah it's not gonna be any organized play side to that which kind of disappoints me a little bit i was hoping to have a couple of have a wee whack at you know between um was it when's the adepticon april may adepticon is end of march I believe. end of march until gencon which is end of july i think yeah so um, that, that gencon is usually mid-august mid -August. okay so yeah around about that time that's yes, a good thing john's here i know we're useless at this <laughs> i mean uh, i'm four months i'm of, like, a big playing, yeah. board gamer as well as wargamer so gencon's a big a big board game a good, release a good, time so, a good friend yeah. of mine uh his partner is from uh indianapolis so she's been to gen con before is it gen, gen con's the one gen con yeah, gen con's and so yeah so I've, I've said that one day i'll go for a trip with them and we'll visit her hometown and 
I'll get to go to a board game convention. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to go check that out. But yeah, uh, yeah. So you were saying that there's not going to be a competitive aspect. It's also going to be uh, on played played on the smaller. The what, what size were those mats in the start, starter set? Like two three by three, three, by by two. Two. Two three by two, two by three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it's going to be played on that. According to the blog post, it's like it's smaller, requires less space, which sounds like to me smaller playing surface. Um, and obviously, you'd probably be playing with maybe less models as well. Maybe 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 a maximum of ten, or maybe even less. That than wouldn't that. surprise me if it yeah. was, because it then if it's meant to be kind of a almost like a beginner friendly version of the rules, not having to worry about order groups and things, is probably yep. a, a good thing. Yep. And but then again, that sort of leans back to that this is just if if it's played on a smaller play space, like the size that you get in the mat that comes in the pack. Yeah. Then this is just what you play with the pack to learn how to play the game. Yeah. So, so I, d- I don't think it's going to be something that everybody's going to really be taking that seriously. No. Is it is it just trying to formalize that style of play? Maybe that's what they're trying to. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Like you know, you get Ice Storm, Red Veil, Cold Front, Wildfire. Mm. You know, new player to the game. Like I remember uh, being at Axes and Ales, which is another place where we can play Infinity. It's a pub. And I'm sitting here playing board games with my partner, and like, and like a, a couple of guys rock up, and I'm like, "Hang on, that looks like um, the wildfire box set." And sure enough, it was. And they like you had the they put the mat out, and they were just like playing their first game and just figuring out the rules. And like I went out, I walked up at one point and was just like, "Oh, you know, introduce myself." And um, yeah, it was very like this was their very first foray into it. So like, if they have a formal uh, rule set that's kind of compatible with army builder and things like that they could continue playing it rather than like play it once on this weird on the smaller mat with the less rules and then suddenly jump straight into n4 um because like face it like the the um the uh star rules are very very basic like it's like a narrative it's based off a narrative right yeah, yeah i that's mean right. you, so you, jumping you, from that to like n4 you, you can't even go prone no yeah yeah in the starter pack yeah. So there's no rules for going prone. Yeah. So and, there, and you also can't even you can't even build an army. Uh, like there's no armies true, to build. You true. just say it's, these these are the models you, you get. Take. Yep. Yeah. So when I was like when they were, well, I got chatting to them and they were talking about like different factions and things like that, and I says oh I pointed them to the website into the army builder, but of course that's like full blown with SWC and everything to worry yeah. about. I remember when I first started and when I first started looking at army builder, I was yeah. absolutely blown away because I'm like. There's so like, much. I don't even know where to start. With yeah, this. and the wiki, you know, it's great how it links, but there's so much to l- absorb. If they had a formalized set of rules that was code one, then rather than you know they could play the starter pack thing, but then straight away we could just be like, oh, let's play a game of code one, and that might have been a that might be a nicer uh, learning curve for those guys. So I guess the question perhaps. is, that we've got like three or four months between code one and N four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beyond that does code one still exist as a game that people actually play i think so i think the idea is that they want it to be this starter rule set so people just getting into the game can go into code one and then kind of if they want to they can stay with code one you know there's not going to be any organized play for code one as we said but um it's just going to be that that sort of basic rule set you can you can happily just play just that you know a few mates just want to have a few few minis um play code one that's it yeah otherwise you can then migrate onto what will become n4 yeah oh, and I, I think s- i suppose if you um have like a slow grow league or to, to bring in new players to the to the community maybe you have a you run code one as that starter base 
Lovely. Yeah, yeah. So that so I guess just thinking about that now, the, the closest comparison would be the Gorilla Miniatures uh, version of it. The, yeah, the uh, recon. The recon. Recon. So, I mean, obviously that's that is a set of rules, but it's unofficial and it's like the links somewhere on the internet. Um, so if it's like something like that. Uh, with maybe some missions in the back that you can like play a lot, you know, a few games with, you know, to get used to different uh, aspects of the game, then I think that would actually work quite well, and it would be a nicer transition into into like starter starter pack, code one, N four, rather than going starter pack N four, mm. like one hundred fifty points of N four, because even that still got quite a lot of stuff in it. Like it's a big like, it's a big jump from the starter rules to the full rules. Let's like, face it. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, even you like you say going prone, like going prone sounds really easy. And then uh, I think it was like us playing. Uh, oh, I was playing Rama. I was like, "Oh yeah, shit! I can't use super jump from prone." Oh, because you can't jump. Yeah. So there's a, you know like that sort of thing. You think it's easy, and then until you go, "Oh, hang on now," or if you're prone, then suddenly you know it, it does add extra things you have to think about. Um, so removing rules like that would actually be quite good for new players. Yeah, but I mean, the amount of information that we've got that's official, confirmed, is so small mm. at the moment. Everything else is just speculation. It's also speculation, yeah. Yeah. So we really do just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we've kind of speculated, I think, as much as we can on N4 at this point. I mean, there's lots of things that we could we could talk about, but um, that would be very much kind of pie-in-the-sky things, and um, we're not going to get any more info for a while, so I think there's no point really talking too much about it until we, um, we, we know exactly what's coming. Um, the other little thing at the end of that um, blog post was... They're talking about at the end of next year, they're going to do a, a little small game that they're going to release. What yeah. do we think that could be? Brand new game. So let's change N4 speculation for, yeah. for random unknown random un- new <laughs> game speculation. It said it was going to be fun, so we have that to go off of. Just a small, quick, fun <laughs> game. What What's fun? Well, it can't be Infinity. <laughs> and I mean, well, definitely not Aristea. It's, it's not. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Aristea is a fun game. No, I love Aristea. It's not okay. quick, though. None of those games are quick. Yeah, okay. So, what is it? Is snap. It with Aristea with the yeah. characters on the cards. What Infinity are, the card game. Infinity, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it could, could be. be. Could be, yeah. It legitimately could be. Infinity travel um, game, yeah. I, so, I mean, I, I, when, before they'd announced what the, what Defiance actually was, I'd, uh, I managed to nail it on the head and I said, they're going to do a dungeon crawler. This was like the day before when everyone's like, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Just before the announcement. So, uh, in saying, it's just, in saying that, I'm not going to say that I know what it's going to be. Oh, no. Oracle Nicholas. No, oh, I'm yeah, not doing <laughs> But you're one for one <laughs> yeah, so far. Yeah, so let's yeah, see if yeah. you can Nick, make it two for Nick, two. Nick Deeney or, um, Nostra... Nostra, Nostra, Nostra Nicholas. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nostra too. Um, I, I can foresee a game with miniatures. Okay. With miniatures. With, okay. Mi- with miniatures. We've already got a dungeon crawler. What else is there? Infinity top trump. Funny. That's that was exactly where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you you know, top, you, know <laughs> you know top trumps. Do you guys have top trumps over here? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Is it like Yuka? Uh, no, is it a card game? It's, yeah, it's, it's a card, card game. game yeah. okay. So basically, you have like basically these sets of cards where um, you have all these different things, and they all have like rated on like maybe four or five different like stats. attributes, stats. Yeah. yeah, and so you know you kind of, you play a card, and you say we're going to look at uh, ballistic skill. And say so if you're playing something ridiculously good ballistic skill, yeah, you're playing a tag that's obviously got pretty good ballistic skill, and then um, your opponent has to play a card, and then you then compare 
what the ballistic skill is on that, and then whoever wins takes both cards. Right. And then the, they're basically as soon okay. as one, you know, the person that ends up with the most cards at the end of the game, basically until everybody else has run out of cards, and the yeah. one person's like, ha ha, I'm the winner. Well, like I legitimately a, wouldn't be surprised if it was a game. A, if yeah. it was a card game, mm. I would not be surprised. No, me either. But what do you think it is? I don't know. Okay. Okay, so are we going to go with card game? Is that what the Infinity Chop Trumps. Infinity Chop Trumps, yeah. I think, yeah. is yeah. the Lost of Lieutenant yeah. official speculation yeah. is Infinity yeah. Chop Trumps. You, you heard it here first. Um, card, <laughs> card game. In, I mean, I, I just bought a card game. I just bought, uh, what was it? Marvel Champions. Marvel Champions, Which yeah. is a co-op card game that I'm going to be able to play with my wife. Because um, she's she likes playing games, but she just doesn't like being super competitive. So most of the games we play are co-op games. So if we can play another co-op game, that's great. So what this will be, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, well, yeah. And we don't the, know the, when the, it's going to come out. How strange is it? Like, just to throw it in there as literally the last sentence in in the little end-of-the-year cap-off blog post. Oh, by the way, got to make a new yeah, game. Yeah, we're, we're doing a new <laughs> game, guys. It's just to keep us players just frothing, yeah. you know, for more stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, well, I think that might be all we need to talk about about um, the 200 words that in, that Collins barely posted on their website two days ago. <laughs> what, do want, what do you want to move on to now? But um, yeah, we could talk about uh, just a bit more of a, our, our likes and, and dislikes of 2019. Yeah, we've got a, both got a, we've all put together little lists of some things we liked and didn't like in terms yeah, of yeah. models, um, in terms of different aspects of the game. So we've done, we've certainly gone over some of it already, but I think we can we can list off what like, you know those yeah. are the obvious the big that highlights was, of the was, year. That was just part of the introduction. This is the. <laughs> This, this is the meat is the of the proper podcast. Part of the this is us now where we like compare <laughs> our notes and be like, I had, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where we look at the list and see that we all wrote down the same, same. things. <laughs> <laughs> Although we know we didn't because I know you two guys are particular fans of one of the models that was released this year that I really oh, am not a fan of. Oh. So that's Good. Uh, We're yeah. back onto hot take and controversy. That's, that's right. Yes. right. That's right. I, I, can, I can be the Julian of this, this oh. episode. Oh, please God, don't. <laughs> at least, I mean, you can be a Jacob Light or something. Don't be a Julian. <laughs> Right, anyway. Cool. So moving on. swiftly on. Moving yeah. swiftly on. Kev, take it away. Take it away. Take oh well. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know the format we're going to go here, but I mean, I guess <laughs> I can just what, what was talk what about. Was, well, we, we, the, what was something you liked this year? What I liked, um, I really liked the Shaz Vasta release. I've already talked about that. Um, I thought that the models were kick-ass. The sectorial was awesome. Um, wild, the whole wildfire box set was really good. Um, so I mean, like that would that would I don't know if that would be my number one of the year, but I definitely really enjoyed that release. I like the Shazavasti release as well, more what? than the O twelve. The O twelve release was really good as well. Don't yeah. get me wrong, um, but I really found the Shazavasti release to be my favorite. And and like I guess I'm of the opinion it was like Shazavasti is great. O twelve is a great beginner sectorial beginner faction to start with, but. Do we need another two-player starter box? We've already got. But we're three. getting another one. Well, because also because four, Wildfire then, also came out with all the really good terrain, the card terrain that came in. That's right. It. That's a big. Plus that was. For me, that was. That was Huge. probably actually. Much as I love the models, much as I love the you know the everything else that came with it. I mean the the, the sort of the Shazvasti rules reboot aside. Um, the terrain is probably my favourite thing about the wildfire yeah. box. But whenever you're at a, at a tournament, and even those tokens. there's always that one table, because they couldn't get enough tables, there's always that one table with the shitty paper terrain on it that every, nobody wants to play on, 
but you, it gets you, knocked over and it, exactly and the you, don't like properly. You, you move them, you touch it, and you you breathe yeah. a bit too heavily, yeah. and the stuff just moves. Particularly yeah. some of the um, the the things if you want to the buildings that if you want to try and put like an S five onto the roof of, um, if you didn't have the, I mean I know they were specifically designed to put the cardboard boxes from the box sets inside. But if you didn't have Better those, just a piece of wood. Well, yeah. But mm. if you didn't have those, if you put an S five on top of that, it would kind of sag, and it would just yeah, yeah it would, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't go proper. I mean, there was great terrain, you know, in terms of the design. I love the the graphic design of all the old terrain. That's brilliant. But this new terrain is just so much better in terms of probably longevity and actual usability. Yeah, on the use table. on the table itself. I've seen a couple of tables put together. One hundred percent of that wildfire is it wildfire? Yeah, Wild, wildfire. Yes. Wildfire, yeah. Wildfire, yeah. wildfire kit stuff, and they look great they look just as good as any mm-hmm. other of the other tables that you that you'd see and it's all pre-printed stuff it all pops out of the card it's not all uniform in that they're all double-sided they got all different patterns and stuff on them so the, i think the best thing that wildfire brought to infinity was the terrain yep. yeah okay yeah okay yeah so yeah i guess to clarify my my, my choice the Shazvasti half of wildfire and the terrain inside <laughs> it wildfire just wildfire so, so wildfire what, what you're saying nick is that you didn't like the o12 Who's Nick? I'm Nick. I'm, I'm Kevin. That's Kev. I'm You're, Nick. Sorry, he's looking at me. I'm, who am I? I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked Wildfire. Wildfire was one of my, one of my favorite things of the year. Nick, what was one of your favorite things of the year? Um, well, I mean, I already touched on Defiance. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great move for, uh, for, for CB. Raised a lot of funds. Give, gave us, uh, he's going to give us a dungeon crawler. I like dungeon crawlers. I'm a big fan. The fact that it's a completely co-op game as well. Like I said before, I'm playing this co-op card game with my wife. This is another co-op, this is another co-op game. Guess who's going to be playing it? My <laughs> wife. I mean, you, you've got a baby, so you, you, you're going to have to... Gosh, mate, she's eight weeks old. No, no, I mean, it's more the fact that... Yeah. I mean, I, some well, Kickstarters have future. blown out their timeline quite a bit, but, but <laughs> she's old enough to play the game no, no. when the time comes no, I wasn't, out. No, I wasn't talking that. I was talking more that you're going to be at home looking after the baby, the two of you, so you're going to need something to do. So that's where Defiance is going to come in perfectly that's for you guys. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think a lot of the models on that are really great. Um, we've just recently seen the... Um, uh, Father Lucian's the Sforza, Sforza is probably one of my favourite models that Infinity have ever CB have ever released. Yeah, well, they mm. haven't released it. No, they, you know what I mean. They've yeah. shown. I mean, it's yes. still a render, technically, right? A, yeah, and we don't. We, yeah, so it's. I guess it's, it's, you still want to wait and see until you see like the the studio painted version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I was a bit let down. It doesn't have the finger guns anymore. <laughs> I do like the original Sforza with his finger gun. Oh yeah, he was kind of like. <laughs> finger guns because um, I remember there was a uh, there was a thread on one of the Facebook pages a little while ago someone was trying to look for a pistol to put on one, a conversion for one of their models and like everyone was like you swore his finger guns swore his finger gun it's the best one I'm like yes yes it is yeah no I agree I mean I would I would agree mostly with the defiance I think they've released some really good uh, minis for it I mean I think that it's as a Shazvasti player Kev you're yeah, getting half an army as well yeah yeah it, it is but it's also like I've just you just you drop quite a bit of money at once True. for minis that we haven't gotten well we're gonna get next year I guess um, so while it's all been good it has felt like a little bit of a uh, a, lo- a lot at once yeah I would you, say. you are still I mean with anything crowdfunding you're going in semi-blind mm. i mean you kind of know that cb have a good track record for doing stuff but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, we the, still the trust haven't thing. actually seen the actual models. So well, we've seen we've seen some, but the, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. I say the finance was great, but it's I have gone in for a whole bunch of monies that maybe not going to use that many of them. Yeah, I honestly, I'm not sure if I, any of them will ever see an infinity table. From my perspective, you're going to be on defiance on the spaceship. They'll, you reckon? Oh, the, no, yeah. they'll all definitely be on the defiance spaceship. Yeah, but. I don't really... I mean, I play Yujing, but the Yujing... Oh, no, sorry. There's that Lee Gong mm-hmm. character. Yes, yeah. That one will definitely get on the table. Yeah. But apart from that, because I'm not the kind of person that has all different factions, I've just recently branched out into my second faction. Yeah, you're, so, you're kind of the uh, the oddball in a lot of Infinity because, you know, most of us were kind of, oh, we'll have this faction. Then, oh, this faction looks good. I'll take that. And, oh, this faction looks... Yeah, it's the, the new shiny yeah. thing. Yeah, whereas Nick, after playing for two years, oh, I might do a sectorial now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John. What about uh, what about you? 2019 highlight. Okay, so I think for me, um, one of the highlights for me is that I think CB have gotten a lot better with their communication. Other than the whole Toha, not Toha thing. Um, <laughs> Year of the Toha. Yeah, um, I think they've been a lot better at communicating, kind of what's going on and what they're planning to do, and sort of the way that they've they've kind of engaged a lot more with the community. Um, it's been, yeah. We've had other years where it's felt like we've just had a few releases, and that's about it. Whereas at least I think I feel that this year they've kind of, they've, yeah. I say engage engagement, community engagement. I think yeah. definitely they've, they've always been. They've never been terrible at it, but I will yeah say that with, with the FEQs as well. Yes, you know um, that they become a bit more regular. Uh, that's been good. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, with a new edition coming out in the new year as well, hopefully. I mean, we'll get a whole brand new run of FAQs. They can start with a clean slate for all our questions, and then we'll have to <laughs> see how, how they how they cope with that. So yeah, I mean, like yeah, I think there has been a lot more communication this year um, than what we've seen previously. So I'd agree with that definitely. Yeah. Next one. I have. We can go on to mini we- minis. What minis we've liked for the year? Yeah, I have, I have. I have a few of those for sh- for for sure. Um, not going on to the wildfire oh what is one of my favorite minis of the year i was gonna say pick something from wildfire but they're also good i don't know which one to choose and i've already chosen wildfire as a whole so i'm gonna go and pick something that came out in the when when rama was released because i'm a big hakazam fan so i was obviously very happy when rama came out and one of the releases from rama that I love from a miniature point of view, but they're never going to see the tabletop. Is the Zayden intervention intervention team? Those are awesome models. Yeah, yeah they kind of like look a little bit like brawlers, you know, but they've got you know the mask, but they've got the trench coats. Um, the dude, like the dude holding this, uh, the sniper rifle, is awesome. The dude, even the dude with the boarding shotgun, looked badass and super dynamic. That was like, I think it was just after the quarries got released, and they were looked really good as well because they were super dynamic. You know, with their flowing cloaks these guys are less dynamic but also that makes sense because they don't have super jump um i've had them on the table proxying them as hortlax and they just look amazing so i think those are probably one of my that box set is one of my favorite of the year like if i was to play a faction that had brawlers those are my brawlers yeah yeah i mean the brawlers look great too but those guys are like i actually love the brawler box that came out this year yeah that that was on my honorable mentions Mm. for for things that were great this year yeah yeah no i'd say that they are very similar um up there for me as well um but as part of the fact that no one's going to run those poor Zaydens, they might as well be used as something useful uh, so like brawlers yeah 
Nick, what about you, mate? Well, if I want to come, if I, I mean, I can go straight to the top of this list and I can tell you guys right now the greatest miniature mm. that was released by Corvus Belly of this year, possibly of all time. So they call. It, it is a big call. It was uh, the Yujing special character. What's her name? Tai Shang. Tai, tai Shang. Tai <laughs> now, the, not, reason, the reason why know exactly it's what the, you're gonna say. the best release ever <laughs> is not because of Tai Shang herself, but because she comes with a little tin bot who's got like a physical shield because that's how you knock away hacking with a physical shield. And he's wearing like a full-size uh, Zhu Yong helmet. Oh, is he? You know what? I didn't like, know that. That 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 little that little dude who is it, tin bots are not even like they're, 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 they're equipment. Their equipment. Yeah. Then there's no reason to actually have a model. It's like a symbiote a mate. Bot. There's no reason to have a symbiote mate model. That's right. Um, yeah. But well, it's there. It, it, it's there. It exists, and it's now my absolute number one favorite. Love that little guy. It is a cute. It is a very good. That release was very good. Like that whole the whole. Bluster is great. Tai, she looks really great. The little Timbot was obviously a huge success. Huge. Everyone loved that little guy. So, yeah. And then you can... and Yeah. I mean, it looks like they've got a little sort of small garage door or something on the side. It's, it's just it's so cute. It is. Oh. Baby brain talking neck. It's That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, spe- speaking about things which are small and cuddly, I mean, I can let you answer. Actually, I mean, I'll let you give your mini one first, but unless I, in case I give it away. Okay, so my other, my, probably one of my top three for the year, um, which is strange given that I am a JSA player, um, you know, on and off, uh, the Daoying Hacker. I think that was just a, such a, a lovely little model, the one with the sort of the, which got the hand up to the, almost to the ear. Yeah. With, you know, doing the, the hacking. I, it's kind of, I'm not a big fan of those hacking um, poses where they've oh, got a hand out. Hand out mm-hmm. like they're yeah. touching a Jazz they, yeah, screen. They're doing yeah. some sort of, um, I don't know, but. Uh, it's kind of so that that one was just a little bit different, and I just like the kind of the, some of the texture on the some of the armor that it got, and the the studio paint job actually was really really yeah, good. Yeah, the Invincibles in general have a really nice looking armor, uh, and her him it as being like the only medium infantry in that faction. It still it looks quite, um, they made them look quite slender. I found like it, yeah. it's got that kind of like almost like the spine's kind of going like arching like the way that it's standing it, um, it's a really really nice pose I like that model as well definitely well I mean it can't all be nice we need to have a naughty list as well so oh, I've still got more things I want to I want to I want to sh- oh share really we, oh, yeah. we, can, we can do we can go the one nice one naughty well we, yeah, we can make it like a like a like a, like a sandwich okay. like a good a and a bad sandwich. and then fin- and finish on a that's right yeah, poo sandwich we the finish com- on a the good compl- thing the compliment sandwich yeah 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 yeah. that's okay. what that's the, that's the word I'm thinking of Kev do you want me to say something I didn't like about this year yes or uh, some model or whatever uh, I don't have many things I didn't like about this year uh, there's a couple of things that stick out in my mind as I'm not going to say a model, what I will say that I didn't like about this year was the global campaign. The, whatever, the... Asteroid Blues. Asteroid Blues, yeah. Like, the name was cool, the logo was cool, but the whole thing, at least as far as I'm concerned, just fell flat on its face. Like, nothing happened. It may as well not have happened. Like, they're even... CB were even late in in releasing the uh, results, which, yeah, fair enough. We had Defiance, whatever, you know, that that might have pushed it back, but it just felt like it didn't happen. 
it was also actually late in starting, if you remember. Yeah. Oh, it did, Because yeah. it was meant to start one week, and it's like, oh, actually, it's not going to start this week, it's going to start next week instead. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the way it, it felt. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. with the... I, I don't know if it was the fact that... Because um, Beasts of War is now not Beasts of War, it's now on, on, table, tabletop. on tabletop. And I don't know if kind of their change... Um, kind of has meant that they were focusing on other things. Have they perhaps? really ch- have they really changed much though, apart from rebranding? Because from what I read, when that happened, was the main reason they rebranded to on tabletop is purely for uh, search engine optimization. You really don't get clicks when your website name is Beasts of War. Yeah, it's a bit uh, on the nose to the sorts of algorithms that mm. that run. They changed it to on tabletop so that they could get more. Uh, traction. Oh no, I, I 100% understand. I, I must admit, I have found their content to be not quite as um, edgy, exciting this year. It, you know, it, it's felt a bit more like just reposted news posts from, you know, press release, reposted press releases. Yeah. Their news posts are basically reposted press releases, and there's not been a lot of kind of comment on that or any kind of. I, I don't mean this quite the way it's going to come across. Um, it's it's felt like there's been less original content and. Okay. So yeah, I haven't really been keeping up to date on what's been happening on that front, but like the uh, last year, Karagi Crisis was was huge. I thought maybe mm. it was just in, within our area, but I felt like we were all playing it. The mission's really engaging. There was more input from CB as far as like how the thing was going. Um, also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it was even run by Beast of War last year. It I think was, it was. Yeah, it no. was. I thought it was all CB. I thought they no. were doing some sort of thing where they were just going to run it themselves. Okay. But either way, it was not. No, they 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 changed to do the because um, they used to do all the. Um, oh, the historian. The no the, no no the the, the um, intro games and 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 all. Oh the, yeah, that's it. That's like it. Yeah, the, their YouTube content. The YouTube content. Yeah, they would do the, all that with Beast of War, but they brought mm. that in house. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah whereas okay. the online uh, campaign campaigns is still run through Beast yeah. of War. Yeah. So like this year's a little Asteroid Blues, like even hack. I think Hackers Lamb one yeah right and i was like hey i don't care who would have known yeah no yeah there was like that one thing from um carlos put a video and that was it it was the campaign finished literally five months ago Mm. and they posted the results earlier this month yeah it was it was pretty awful Uh, yeah i i hadn't even thought of that but Mm. totally agree very Mm. very disappointing and i mean i i still participated i went in hard as much as i could i got like i got like half a dozen maybe 10 games in and um in in that sort of four week period mm-hmm. that the campaign ran for but but towards the end I was like oh I could organise a campaign game or I could just not bother because there was no noise there was no announcements there was there no. was, it just seemed like it was just happening in the background and no one really bothered with it now like you say the Karagi Crisis the previous year was really big and there was a lot of noise on WGC and, and things like that maybe People, maybe that was too big and people were like, this is not the content that we want to see. We just want our normal Infinity chat. We don't want to have all this partisan faction wars going on in our Facebook group. Yeah, possibly. And so yeah. because of that, it, it, it died down a little. I don't yeah. know. But but I do feel that, that it, it, did, it did seem a lot... Um, a lot smaller than, than the previous yeah, year. There's, there's and, you know, I, I haven't actually watched the video yet from Carlos talking about the mm. results or things, so I, I don't even know, sort of, in terms of the total games played, what it was versus the previous year, or or if it was if they've even sprouted uh, spouted about that information. I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know. But yeah, it, it did. It did sort of. It fell a little bit flat 
this there year. There was no consequences. Karagi, there was, I guess, Karagi, there was also the... He was, back, there, was he back, was, there was backdoor crisis as well. Like, things happened. People got removed. New characters were in, introduced. Like, Victor, well, Victor Messer didn't really come out as a model till this year, but... Or the end of last year, but it was his you know, character it was more was talk about it. And I mean, like you that. think about previous ones where you know, bit and kiss. Mm-hmm. It, that was the whole yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. The winner, yeah. the winner of the thing, got to choose. Yeah, yeah. The and faction, like, the, the yeah. faction that keeps yeah. these characters. Yeah, and like last year's season was Ada Swanson, and she was like a Shazvasti smuggler, and that kind of fed into the Karagi crisis. And then this year, you got Wild Bill, which is great model, by the way, but has nothing to do with the global, you know, the campaign. Yeah, it just felt like. It, didn't happen at all mm. which was disappointing yeah yeah if 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 that global campaign had not have happened then nothing would be well, especially would be any different especially since we've been talking earlier on about fluff about how we really you know we really like how they're expanding on it and they're developing it and they're you know i i don't really like the way it's been written but we're talking about even the white noise narrative stories are great because they get you involved it's a, the, the the campaign's also a really great great way of getting you involved as well um from playing games and actually feeling like you're influencing the course of history asteroid blues was like an asteroid in the middle of nowhere where shazvasti were apparently and it was a diversionary tactic and but like we're like who, who cares like, so like you know like xenotech last year was great because it had that feeling of like oh we're trying to uncover something you know really big in the game but and i don't feel like that actually paid off Oh, um, it, mm, it didn't. It, mm, it, yeah, it, no, depend, it depends if you read it or not. I read a bit of it, and it, it felt like there's something happened, but not as much as it should have done. Yeah, but yeah. The, I, the the Xenotech thing that was what the Xenotechs unveiled was was the the, the, the Shazvasti are infiltrating ast- the asteroid blues. I think yeah, I think that was the outcome of Xenotech. Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah. So and obviously the the gate closed on Toha, and that's how you've lost eighty percent of your SKUs and things like that. <laughs> um, I mean, that's yeah. what happened. Yes, that's, that's, right. that's, that's the justification, at least, they gave it. So anyway, that's my disappointing thing for the year. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I, apart from a couple models I'm not that fussed about, mm-hmm. I, I, that's probably one that, that, I, that I put up there that, the, the, um, that uh, definitely fell flat for me. Yeah. What was, what, what, what was your like, least favourite model of the year? <sighs> well... You could choose one. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to choose one. I'm going to choose three. Yeah, okay. But oh, like, wow. okay. there was no models that I really, really despised except one. Um, <laughs> the the ones that I were sort of no prizes eh, for guessing very which one eh about. I mean, the speculo mm-hmm. with the sword that looks like it's sort of holding in like a fencing type pose yeah. with this really weird leg, oh leg stance. Like, I, I was not a fan of that. I mean, you, you it's said a monofilament blade, so she's gonna stab yeah. you with it and die. Yeah, you just touch something. Yeah, go straight yeah. through. Um, you said one when you see it in the flesh. Yeah, it doesn't it's, look that it's bad. quite nice. The only thing I'd say that's annoying about it is, generally speaking, when I'm when I deploy it on the table, not that she gets much uh, time deployed as a model because uh, she's either laying a mine and dying. Or as she's going back into impersonation mode. She is a bit harder to position because of her oh, sword. It extends off the base. Yeah, the sword extends off the base, and her cape extends off the base. So she's kind of like, you know, she's really like in full flight. Uh, but yeah, on the table, it actually looks quite nice. So it's very, uh, di- it's a very dynamic pose. Yeah. Sometimes the way it's, the photo's been taken, it looks a bit. If shit. she was on a forty mil base, would that would that help? Uh, I mean, it would help as far as like the sword wouldn't be going over the yeah. base, but it still it wouldn't help the, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah the, yeah, the annoyance of her getting into a corner. Speculos are going to be size five confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, the other one that Thanks, I w- Julian. Yeah, that's all right. The other one I was really eh about is the uh, the Ermandino, the female Ermandino sculpt really? that's sitting down on the box. Oh, I'm yeah. like, come on. You're supposed to be extremely impetuous. Extremely impetuous people don't have time to sit down. Smack A. <laughs> She's on Smack A. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Um, She's having smack on yeah. an Apple Creek. Yeah. It would actually look really good if she was. Like, having a, cig- a cigarette or Having something? a cigarette rather than just sitting with her or shotgun on her lap. Yeah. Just like, um, but yeah, here it is. The hot take for this episode. Number one disliked model of the year, Raul Spector. Mr. Pajama Man. That's yeah, hardly that's right. a hot take. Pajama Nick. pants. It's, it's as hot as it's going to get. Okay. Yep, it's hot yep. enough outside. It's 45 degrees. Yeah, true. <laughs> so Raul Spector... For such an amazing character, when that first came out with, did it come out with um, Tunguska or with um, uh, I think it was Starko? Tunguska. Or did they both come out at the same time? No, no. Starko was Tung- out. Tunguska came Starko out first. Was first. Starko came out. Starko was first. Yeah. Sorry, and then um, Tunguska. Yeah, came Yeah, when out it came then... out with Starko and with Tunguska, everyone was like, "This is an amazing profile." Mm. Everyone ran it. Yeah, everyone ran it all the time. Uh, then they bring out this model, which is just so meh. Like even I mean the 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 dossier looked okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, but then when 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 they bring out this flopsy pajama tracksuit pant wearing fucking Adidas bloody yeah. Russian guy like full like mess like it looked it looked you know I'm like yeah I mean if he wasn't wearing a balaclava I'd be like yeah this guy you could and he wasn't it wasn't white and painted in black or blue you'd be like he's like a chav from. The, you know, like in Scotland, like yeah. that's what he is. That's what it looks like. I actually think the um, the paint job, the studio paint job, didn't do it any favors. I think if it had been painted a different color, mm. I think it might have actually looked very different. But that that kind of sort of beigey white just really kind of just it just made it feel as Nick said, very meh. So you paint him like paint him black or red and put those two white stripes down his pants. And that makes <laughs> yeah. him look different. Yes. No, even like uh, who was it recently playing? Uh, I think Ella. Ella was running him, or Ella had the model anyway um, on the table. Probably as like, a Morlock. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I was uh, it was right. It was as a Morlock, and I was like, "Is that him?" And he was like, "He was like, yeah." I'm like, he's fucking tiny. Like he he's not supposed to be like he's supposed to be Fizz Thirteen, Natural Born Warrior with the, these like EMs two sticks, and he just looks like he couldn't like he just looks pathetic. Yeah, really like not no. Nah. I mean, the upside is that CB have somewhat redeemed themselves with a new sculpt of Raul Spector oh, yeah. coming to you in defiance. Yeah. So he's got his sticks in his hand. Or that's something, right. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't. He doesn't look like he's been on the protein. Yeah. Though. So it's you versus the girl that you, that versus the, the guy that you, your girlfriend tells you not to worry about. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he looks better, but he's still not great. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay, so for me, I think kind of one of my a sort of big disappointments for the year um, was kind of leading in a sort of um, following on from what Nick just said and what we were just saying about Raul is that I think some of the studio paint schemes this year haven't been great. Uh, I just felt like some of the, the models that they've shown um, have been some of them have looked amazing but some of them have been just a kind of it's felt like it's not been up to their usual standard. Mm. Probably because I think a few of them haven't been painted by Angel mm-hmm. Um and so, not that they've, they've been bad. It's just, it's just not, not felt quite as amazing as some of them have been. Yeah. Which examples do you have for that? Raúl is probably my my big one actually. Yeah. So. There was a lot. There was a lot but of. But like, um, you can only, you know, 
It's like that's polishing a turd, though, really. That's right. Yeah. But the, the there, there was there was a lot of feedback from the Mo Wang. A lot of people didn't like the paint See, job. I actually like the paint job on the Mo Wang. I think that's actually the the other one that really got me was Arslan from the Diphos box. Again, though, it's probably partly a function of the model not being great, but yep. it it just really felt like that that paint job didn't have any depth to it. That Diphos box in general was not very good. Like it, it's like here's here's two models you're never going to use and one model you'll use in the HVT occasionally. It was like, no, some, like some scenarios you need three HVTs. Or yeah, more. well, I mean, so. yeah, Direforce box are always your best way of getting HVTs, but geez, like Arslan just looks like he, he looks like a schoolyard bully with a gun and now is just, we don't need a second knife. We've already got one from the Outrage box. Um, he's a dude holding a sniper rifle. He, they're not in short supply. Um, yeah, the the um, what's the name of the check? Is it Candy Cloud? Is that the uh, HVT? Yeah, is that the one from this year, or I is that another so. one? Yeah, I think no, that's a different. I'm pretty sure Candy Cloud was a oh, was, was that was a, a, that a previous was a, HVT that was a rosy one. Yeah, but either way, the 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 HVT looks great, looks fine, but the whole Darfos box is like meh. Why do I have this? And I, it is unfortunate for Drews, uh, who brought, who had kind of actually have access to Arslan. Um, he just looks. Like, why is he wearing, like, a singlet? Like, it just, you know, he's like the Drew's head honcho, and he looks like, he looks like just, like, another hired gun. To me, I don't know if you guys have the model up there to, to confirm or deny, I'm, I'm, but... I'm trying, I'm trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, no, he, it, it's true. He, he, yeah. Just this dude, looks like a dude from a building site or something. It's, yeah. yeah, he's not, like, he doesn't look like he's a veteran of, you know, many conflicts or... Uh, then again, I haven't read the manga, so I may be speaking out of turn here. It's great. You should, I, I can give it to you if you want yeah, to read yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, really nice. I, would, I would like that's, to read it. That's one thing, I mean, going back to the positives, I, yeah. that's one thing I'm really looking forward to next year is the um, the new manga because I really enjoyed, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed the storyline of the, the first one. Um, I've heard outrage. only good things, yeah. I've heard only good things. About and it, it really sort of... Sort of, it even dives into that aspect of, of how is it that I can have a certain special character in my army and you can have the same special character in your army mm. because with the cubes they've just put this person's previous backup of their mer- memory into a new body and so oh yeah spoiler okay alert. I will Spo- spoiler I, I alert, will need to that read happens that in, the, in the manga right okay but um no you can, I've, I think I've, the big the other big one for me with the bad paint job it's not an infinity mini it's an Aristea oh Aristea, I know what you mean. Um, Sculpts, but the lunar elven ranger. Oh, okay. I don't um, think you're gonna see that one. All right. It, yeah. If you look, look at the face. Yeah, that, she looks that a bit. That is not an elf face. She's very. Um, they it's went. From the they January went, releases. They went really hard on the. I don't know. It looks like is it anime or there's something going on there with her face that doesn't look right. Uh, I know what you mean though. Oh, I thought you were gonna see the eight ball uh, alternate sculpt. I love the eight ball alternate sculpt. The way it's painted just looks. It's like too busy. It's ve- it is very busy. Yeah, but, but then I think that sort there. of comes falls back on the model itself being a very busy miniature, mm, mm-hmm. in, and and all those things that are busy about that, you can't really do anything except for paint them differently. Yeah, like I bought that mini uh, recently, and it's an awesome mini. It's like so big and chunky, like that one in Cosmo, the alternate Cosmo, two amazing sculpts. Um, they look really good because it's just. Yeah, you know, it's nice when you pick up a blister. You're like, "Oh, this this feels heavy." Yeah, uh, and I spent fifty bucks. On I was going to say it's heavy, <laughs> heavy price too. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah, no, the paint jobs. Yeah, there has been a few people talk about that this year, which I thought was a little bit surprising at first until I looked closely, and I can kind of see where people are coming from. Um, but I think the Moan does look quite good. 
Yeah, but I mean, if it's a decent model and you get it yourself and you do your paint job yeah. and you're happy with it, does it really matter what the studio paint job looks like? I think it's more that the no, studio I, paint job's really kind of designed to advertise the Mini. And so I think perhaps they've done themselves a slight disservice with some of them and they're not maybe sort of bringing getting people to look at the mini who perhaps wouldn't normally they are just you kind of you scroll past you see this mini, oh that looks interesting and if you see see a, a really nicely painted mini that's kind of more likely to get you to, uh, to yeah look i think actually on that like slight segue i guess but talking about minis that have been like surprising uh this year or minis that have like wow people not necessarily because they're uh great sculpts are awesomely painted but you know there are like probably three that stand out in my mind or definitely two that people go yes and they're both from Tunguska so one would be the John, John Nordiga because it's like it's a transformer it's, 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 it's a new tra- it's different yeah it's, it's like unique. A, it's, it's a unique sculpt it's dynamic it's got that motorcycle it's got that cool like S, was it S5 that thing is? S6? It's a big, it's a big model. Cha- yeah, it was originally one size, then they changed what size it was. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. But that looks awesome on the tabletop. Like, even if it's not, like, whatever, you know, like, if you look at it, you're like, that's, that's cool. And then the other one was obviously the Puppet Master and the Puppet Bots. Puppet Bots. I yeah. like the Puppet Bots. They're, they're awesome as well. Like, they're, they're, they're great. They're characterful. They're, they show a little bit more of, like, the Infinity kind of humor in the game as well um and they're obviously really popular in the game to play so it's great that they came out with the miniatures because i mean as soon as what tungusco were dropped like last year you know everyone was running puppet bots they're just like grabbing any s1 miniature they can find i liked that i liked that they those weren't available straight away because it also meant that so many people were converting pal bots to have guns yeah Finding every S one you could find, like any yep. different PAL bots, different uh, crazy the, koalas, the crazy koalas, the, the, the deflector bots, like the like Hector's deflector bot, and all that were making appearances all over the place, which was really cool. So that was that was great to see. But they were they were two really surprising, uh, not surprising, but they were really interesting um, releases that um, like an interesting profiles that people wanted to to use. So it's good that CB didn't delay too long in releasing the models. Just so just good. long enough to let people build up their conversions before they end up. Because we all know what happens, out. right? Yeah, CB don't release a model until someone converts it. Exactly. That, so, that. you know, we're, I think the Sphinx is the next up, given that uh, we've seen a couple of sort of Sphinx conversions. I mean, we know it's coming, so it... Uh, we do know it's coming, yeah. So that hopefully that's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, there's one sculpt that came out this year that I know we don't all agree on, which uh, is Perseus. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think it's really cool. I think it's a dynamic sort of like mm-hmm. he's jumping in through a window or something with his pistols blazing, um, like like you'd think he'd do. Now, John, I don't think you agree with with, with I, my thoughts. I, no, there. I think he looks like he's coming down a slippy slide. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I appreciate what they were going for. Um, I think just for me, my taste personally, it, it just doesn't doesn't work for me. Mm. I think I remember when that came out. I think people were like, "Oh, this is how all Myrmidons are going to look." Sign me up for Steel Phalanx now. 100 percent. If all the Myrmidons looked as in in the terms of the way the armor looked, yeah, I, w- I would love it. It's just oh, that because that's his that's his backstory. He's yeah, uh, rogue he's Myrmidon. Rogue Myrmidon. Yeah. Of so if like because Steel Phalanx, we all know, is in desperate need of an update as well. Well, some people think it's in desperate need. I think it is in need of an update, um, rules wise and model wise. So if they were to release a new Myrmidon box looking like Perseus I'd be like all over that shit 
yeah, the, the model itself I have no problem with. Just the the pose on that mm-hmm. particular mini. It's, it's I, I saw it. I, I immediately thought slippy slide, and I can't unsee it. There have actually <laughs> on that on that there have been a few this year models released that have been on various objects to make them like almost like is like um, what was I reading recently about forty k or fantasy? Some of the models they're releasing right now they're getting ridiculous with their um, their poses because they're all like balancing like teetering on a rock like on the scenic basis yeah like this is just this like ridiculous pose uh and there's like a wisp of air or smoke that's like that's like pinning them to this rock that's on the base to make this huge fucking thing i mean uh, gw sculpts with their the the way they do their plastic they Mm. can do that and create a model that will still stay together yeah exactly and that's what i'm noticing on with cb there's there's there there's been like we're talking about Perseus. He's on a rock. Uh, Specular Killer is on a rock. The new Hortlack Janissary that's coming out this year, or end of this year, December now, is on two rocks, for no reason, <laughs> other than I'm on two rocks. And then you've got Soldiers of Fortune. All of them are on fucking rocks. Yeah, but... I'm, you, <laughs> All I mean, of them are rocks or crates or some kind of yeah, piece of scenery. And, and tactical rocks is... A, it's a meme. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. yeah. Tactical, I, I feel like they, I feel like they yeah, went pretty tactical, hard this tactical year. Tactical rocks have been around... For, for ages so I can't I don't think you can say that's something unique to 2019 something that I would say though is that the fact that they've moved away from actual rocks mm-hmm. and at least put the soldiers of fortune people on crates yes means that sh- that kind of fits a bit better with our sci-fi aesthetic right? I, okay I guess what I was trying to say was not just rocks I mean any kind of scenery yeah. like there's been a lot of releases I feel like there's been a lot of re- releases this year that have come out on some kind of scenery piece uh, be it a rock or, or crate or in your case the Armandino like a whole ammo box a whole ammo box refrigerator I mean the the Raul Spectre um, sorry Senor Masca not Raul Spectre the Senor Masca from yeah. the Soldiers of Fortune box they're jumping over the crate the basically Deadpool yeah, that was a good that was a cool sculpt too so yeah, I think the whole Soldiers of Fortune box is a sort of semi-meme box anyway and mm-hmm. I think it worked well for what they were trying to do oh I think so yeah I think that's that has been like an end a good end to the year uh, releasing that box set um, anything else, guys? We wanna so well, we gotta go on to your your next good thing, Kev. What, oh shit! Uh, we've just been talking talking about all the all the good things. Uh, oh, you're, we're gonna finish on a good thing. Is that what yeah, we're yeah, gonna do? Yeah, we were gonna do good things, and then bad things, and then good things. So we're back on the good things. Back on a good things. Kev, good thing. I think I've mentioned so many good things already. What else did I say that? What I was your absolute make? favorite thing of the entire year? Ooh. All right. Okay. I have a list here. Um, my absolute favorite thing of the year was I'm just going to say it because I just got it recently uh, the new Sheskin oh yeah yeah is that the one that comes in the Beyond Beyond, the Beyond Wildfire box, yeah. box Beyond Wildfire box yeah the other two models in there are I can take or leave the Malignos looks really good but the pose of Sheskin is really really cool and like as far as like if you're going to look at like old model to new model it's like a 200 percent increase in in awesomeness so i'm going to say that model um the zayden's probably be like my second favorite of the year but i think the new shesken model is super tight so i like that model a lot i'll tell you my favorite thing of the year what the death of the xenotech oh Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so you you like having the liaison officer? Or? Well, it's better than a Xenotech. Yeah. I I always have Ford observers in all my lists, not because 
I need forward observers, but because I just tend to find that optimized profiles will often have forward observer tacked onto them. Um, or pro- not necessarily optimal, optimized, but just profiles I like taking. Yeah, it seems fair. Um, but getting rid of Xenosec was a definite boon for the game with um, the Season 11 that came out. Um, and swap, swap, swapping that out for something like the Liaison Officer or what's the other one with the um, that you need oh, journalists the, for? Concilium uh, Watch. Yeah. Concilium Watch, not so much. But at least these are things in your list that you can build a list to include mm-hmm. and not be feel not feel like you're having to waste orders on something that's literally doing nothing except getting you a couple of points. Yeah, or I stopping get, you losing points. That's yeah. right. I, as a counter to that, I would say that, that it, in in some ways, yes, you're right. It has removed the uh, some restrictions, uh, but it's also implemented other restrictions. So like if you take a forward observer, good for you. You're fine. It has been noted there are some factions that don't get forward observers or get one forward observer that's never taken. Uh, and in those missions, that can be a, be a little bit of a, of a pain in the ass, especially when the FEQ came out about those missions, is that if you don't have it in that mission, you automatically gift your opponent those points. Mm. If they're if those points are part of the main objective. So it's like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not perfect. Mm. But it's better than the Xenotech. it's better than a Xenotech. Better than Xenotech. Is. I won't, I won't won't disagree with that. <laughs> oh no! Wait, I have a better model from Jessica this year. What? It's not actually. Oh no! It's not technically been released yet, though. What is it? It's called the Megalodon. The Megalodon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meg. Megalodon. I wish I had it in front of me just so we could look at it. Just how big it. I'm be. I'm really excited to have the Megalodon, and I want to play the the scenario that you can play. Obviously, it's not ITS. But yeah. the profile for that thing when they brought it it's out, I'm like, just, this I'll, is I'll have all of the guns and all of the things, please. Just yeah. do a robot war. Just have two of them on the table yes. and like have like nine cheerleaders at the back. Just be like, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the new fun game. It's going to be like a tag battle royale, mega, yeah. megalodron battle. Oh, like everyone just like you have ten players. Everyone gets a tag, and that's it. Yeah. And so you just play like a. a do you remember a, playing the? the you, know, you all remember playing Doom, right? So the very final boss in Doom is the like the spider brain. Okay. It's like a it's like a it's got like eight leg eight mechanical yep. legs and it's like a spider with like a minigun. Kind of reminds me of that, like not in appearance, but in it's basically like it's 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 ridiculousness. It's just this giant angry thing on eight legs with the with a big old gun that if it looks at you, you're dead. That's I would like to do that yep. kind of mission where you just have to like kill it. Just you, one guy. <laughs> one guy. I, I just just going from going what you're saying there. I just had a thought on what the the new game for next year could be. It um you know you know how like in some of the um, tournaments I know it in Planetario I think they do this remote racing kind of oh, like Mario yeah. Kart with remotes. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, yeah, that would be that would be fun. You could like paint your remote remotes up with like like go faster stripes, racing and, stripes, yeah. racing stripes. Yeah, but little like numbers that. on the side. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Or like a, like a deathmatch kind of thing. I know like RSD, I guess, is like the kind of Blood Bowl equivalent, but have like a fight to the death. Yeah, if we if we saw a game that ha- that was comp- a competitive game mm-hmm. with more than two players, I think that would be a fun game. I Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the Defiance is great because you can have, up, well, four, uh, probably more, they said, that you might be able to like make it work. 
um, a new game that would do that kind of cooperative com- or competitive play Competi- with, competitive with four. Play with, yeah. with more people. <clears throat> yep. Like a deathmatch yep. type, type thing. That might be cool. That would be fun. I'd be in for that. Yep. Sorry, anyway, back to you. Yeah. All right, John, was there anything else, else that you, you really enjoyed for 2019? Um, I think, for me, the the biggest thing was the fact that we had so many good releases and so few ones that kind of w- nobody really liked. Mm. I think, you know, there's been years previously where there's been quite a few releases where people have gone, oh, that's not very good, or that's not very good. You know, this year we've only had perhaps Raul and the Speculo Killer that people have pretty much universally agreed haven't been great yep so i think the fact that you know we've, we've had so many good releases i think is probably my favorite thing of the year i mean there's lots of things i could talk about in terms of minis and things but that's probably been covered elsewhere and certainly better than we could do um but yeah i i, I think i would look forward to that continuing that's a good sentiment actually you may mention it because we have been like last year this time last year we were discussing with sort of the things that we don't want to see for next year and one of them is, was like we want to see a slowdown in releases well uh, not but oh, like oh, a slowdown of not releases of miniatures mm. it was more of a slowdown of brand new sectorials yeah because there's there's been so there was at that time there was so many new sectorials that had yeah, come out. Yeah, yeah. we've had new sectorials this year but it's not been on the same scale as what it was before yeah fair I think there was a yeah, concern that was going too fast and there might be a, a degradation in quality or there might be a mistake but I think you know, as 2019 shown, there hasn't really been any, any like missteps, anything that we would go like it's like oh fuck that they've they've mucked they've mucked that up. Yeah, it's been, no, um, everything's I mean, everything's holding its own. The game as a whole doing well, but um, yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap it up for about our 2019 catch up. One thing we could talk about, I guess, is our New Year's resolutions in terms of what it is that we want to see moving into the new year for 2020 from the game and from ourselves. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I guess I'll, I'll go first because I've got. I, I kind of know what I'm. I'm going to say for this one. I, I would like personally. I'd like to get back playing more games. I mean, I, you know, I helped um, run some of the slow grow stuff that we did earlier in the year, um, and then played quite a lot earlier in the year. And I kind of. I don't know whether I burnt myself out or whether it's just that I kind of needed a bit of a break. So I had a, a bit of a break sort of later this year, and I felt like that's kind of. That that's been good, and I really want to get back to playing playing more regularly again um in terms of hopes i'm hoping that n4 i think everybody's going to end up saying this no matter who you ask but i'm hoping n4 will lead to a bit of a um not necessarily simplification of the rules but maybe a bit more clarification and an end to consolidation yeah an end to the the nested skills because you know yes we know that martial arts grants stealth but a new player coming into this will not understand that at all i'd like basically for everything to be stated on a profile if it's got this thing state it on the profile even if it means a few more words on the profile i would rather that than have to know just instinctively or just because i'm experienced with the game that things like martial arts grants stealth or you know martial arts grants courage etc yeah no i okay yeah so i mean i agree i agree with that um what I hope my resolution for 2020 is, um, I think we had, like what you said, we had a good start with the year with uh, a rush of new players and slow growth. So I'd like to get back into um, focusing on the new players again. 
Uh, we've also had like an expo- explosion, but we've had quite a lot more publicity on uh, our, the bigger events in the year. So I'd like to see that continue and go from strength to strength, um, that we have multiple excursions out of state to go to other big events. Um, I think, you know, this year or CanCon, CanCon this year was kind of like toted as being like infinity is friendship. Yay. Uh, but it's really been the case this year. Like, I felt like I've met a lot of new people. I've gotten to know a lot more people. The guys in WA, Ben and Marty, the guys up in, up in Queensland, um, people in New South Wales and whatnot. It's been really great to kind of, like, bring the community together. Um, more than just seeing people's uh, profile pictures on Facebook. So that's that's been great. So I'd like to that, that to continue. And then as far as hopes, yeah, N4 uh, for sure is what everyone is going to be looking forward to most. I think what you said about nested skills is, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to going back to getting new players into the game. Is like, yeah, ex- veterans like us, like, we're like, yeah, cool, we know what this means. Like, sometimes we get caught out, but it's not a big deal. Um, if the game is user-friendly to new players without uh, watering down the rules, then then that's what I'm hoping for most. 100%. Yeah. Um, and then obviously continue releasing kick-ass models and making the great game. Yeah. All right, well, for uh, for myself, um, New Year's resolution, what's 2020 look like for me? I mean, my gaming has definitely taken a bit of a hit recently with uh, in terms of the amount of time that I can commit to it because of uh, my, my recent uh, fatherhood. But uh, I'm actually in the process of organizing a tournament, which you guys haven't heard about, and you're not going to be participating in either because this is going to be the uh, uh, inaugural uh, Dadfinity tournament, okay. Melbourne Dadfinity. So wow. um, I've, uh, I've put a bit of a group together of a bunch of uh, Infinity Dads that I know, mm-hmm. and we're, we're going to have a, uh, a tournament at some point in, the, uh, in 2020. So my New Year's resolution is to actually make that happen because um, I've never run a tournament before and I can't I don't really particularly have high hopes about what it will turn out like but I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be good fun um, it's a yeah the, uh, Dad, the Dad, Melbourne Dadfinity Invitational is what it's going to be called so that sounds um, really great that's like it's a nice community building aspect as yeah. well so yeah and there's a few of us few of, a few of you around <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm a cat dad you know as my cat just jumps onto my chair and sits next to me um, but yeah I uh I, I can't claim to be uh <laughs> yeah but then what I what I want to see for um, from the game uh, itself in 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 2020 I, I want to see defiance land and and hit the spot as we all want it to mm-hmm. uh, and um, and get get a decent decent reception there um, but also um, I mean we, we can all talk about n4 and, and, and code one I mean We've had quite a lot of speculation about what those are going to look like on this episode already, but just so that, um, I, I mean, I can just echo both of your sentiments in that regard, in that we want something that's going to really smooth things out, iron things over, and because one thing that we have seen in 2019 is even more of an increase in complication in, in, in the game. We saw it in 2018, and we saw more rules in 2019, and, and additional rules making things more complicated, and one thing that Infinity's got that, that I always thought was a boon for the game was the fact that 
all these skills can be shared by all different multiple units. Everyone's guns are all the same, right? Everyone has a combi rifle. If if a Shazvasti's combi rifle is exactly the same as a Pano combi rifle, is exactly the same as a Eugene combi rifle. It all does the same thing. Um, what we've seen is more skills that are specific to one or two units, mm-hmm. and those are units are the only things that have access to that skill or ability, and it really does make it more difficult to get your head around it. That's right. Um, if we can see less of that um but i mean you don't want to you don't want to rule that out entirely but something that what what i would like is for corpus belly to make the perfect game that uh that that, that pleases everyone is that too much to ask i mean that's why it's a whole let's hope not uh, <laughs> yeah that, that's why we're, we're we're hoping for this thing not saying this is what's going to happen yeah or, exactly. or, or even saying how it's going to happen yeah because that's 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 way too hard um, uh, yeah, it, you're saying there about that being, um, yeah, we're all trying to make thing, make the game easier, but we're also very conscious of the fact that, like, you know, veterans, once you once you have a grasp of ninety percent of the rules, adding adding like ten percent onto the more that onto that is not a lot to digest for you and you and I, but like, yeah, for a newer player who has to digest a hundred percent of the rules and then they keep adding onto it, obviously, does make their journey a lot more complicated. Yeah. So I think, you but know, the, I mean, yeah. I think CB recognizes that, and that's why they're going with this code, code one, one, yeah, thing, whatever that looks like. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. We will. I mean, let's face it: the complexity of Infinity is part of the reason that we play, because it's it'd be very easy to just say, you know, okay, you hit on this number, you, you know, this is what you need to roll for an armor say that that you know, and, and that's it. Because a lot of games are based around that. You know, you just like you know, one dice roll for a target number to hit. And one dice roll for a target number to save, and and that's all you get. But then you know, adding in all the extra stuff is kind of what makes this game so good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all the different nuances and different paths to victory, and and you know, there's no net listing really, um, and that again, yeah. that's what makes it great. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. uh, as Nick says, and, and the, uh, I mean, the no net listing thing comes from the absolute plethora of of variety that we have in every faction. That's right. Yeah, because there's so much choice, and as you said, like so many like ways to victory, that it's not just this is the way you do it, um, is what makes this great game so much fun to play. But as far as the nuance goes, it's fine to have nuance, but it's it's when the clar- it's when the interpretation gets a bit muddled, is when you can have, or or when it, it kind of not so much breaks the game, but I feel and this is just something I was thinking about before was. And when it breaks your immersion of the game is when it... Because it, I feel like it's quite an immersive game. Like, most of the things you can do, you can do. You want to do this? You want to climb up this wall? Fucking go for it. But it's when you try to do something and someone says, oh, no, you can't do that because of this rule. And then you're like, oh, that just seems like... We are talking before, like, you can't super jump from prone. Just, it feels like an unnecessary extra step that you should have to do. Like, oh, I have to stand up now. Like, you should be able just to do it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter that the rules... You know what I mean? I propose a new skill called the super burpee <laughs> <laughs> you know like if you just get rid of some of these little like kind of the way the rules written and then you get you know a little bit less of the rules law- law- lawyering uh would make the game flow a lot better um and not lead to these kind of like arguments or com- robust debates that sometimes you get um in a game or mostly on the forums uh, would be nice as well yeah all right well 
I think we can wrap it up there then, guys. Um, it's been great to have another chat um, to look back on, on the year that was uh, in, in this week between, between Christmas and New Year's where nobody knows what day it is and nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> um, and uh, move into 2020 and hopefully uh, some, of our, some of our hopes uh, come to fruition and, um, and, and we're not disappointed. Yeah, no, thanks very much uh, to both of you and to Julian and to Jacob for uh, an awesome year. I had a great time with you guys, as always. Oh, thanks, Kev. Coming up here and regularly getting getting our chats on. and uh, Being the, the hot take specialists. Of yeah, the yeah. and also developing, I guess, over, this, over the course of this last year as well, as a podcast, being a bit more like we have found a groove, I think, um, and it's been great as well. Feedback from listeners, thank you very much for everybody to, who, who's listened and provided feedback um, and who enjoys listening to this show. Please like, uh, share and subscribe. Oh no, wait, <laughs> we're not on YouTube. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, th- thanks, thanks guys. Thanks everybody out there uh, for being so supportive. Yeah, so if anybody's got any questions, any, uh, any feedback that they want to provide, you can hit us up on Facebook, on Podbean, where we post the uh, thing, the podcast. The podcast, um, the cast. <laughs> I actually am um, looking at seeing how, what it will take to get us onto Spotify as well because that could be an interesting uh, interesting thing for the 2020 so that's okay uh, yeah so so ooh. Lost Lieutenant on Spotify you heard it here first it's on the way um, cool well uh, we might uh, finish up then I, I've been Nick I was Kevin and I've been John and you've been listening to Lost Lieutenant Lost Lieutenant